0: Welcome back to the MAMI Show. This is your host Roet. Today we have Peter, the best-selling author and entrepreneur. Thank you, Peter, for getting into the show. Hello, Rahid. Thank you for having me. Happy awesome. to be here. Would you just like to give a quick intro about yourself first? How you got started and how everything is now? Sure,
1: absolutely. You know, uh, again, my name is Peter Estevez. I have been an entrepreneur all of my life. You know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I often say that Latins, uh, Hispanics. We are entrepreneurs and side hustlers by nature, by by default, you know, yeah. out of necessity, out of uh, a, a lot of times, out of a state of survival more than anything else. So I had been uh, an entrepreneur since my very early early teenage years, you know, traditionally like many like many uh, youngsters used to begin from mowing lawns to uh, having a paper route to you know, doing odd jobs in the neighborhood to whatever you may, you may want. Uh, and of course, over the uh, over over the years, I, I built and exit uh, multiple companies. Uh, my first company, large company that I built and sold was one of the largest independent real estate development and construction company in South Texas, which is where I'm from. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I started that uh, with my broker as a sales agent real estate sales agent and we grow a company from 12 agents to over 150 agents uh right. sales of over a couple of million dollars in sales a year to over 80 million dollars in sales each and every year uh and this was back uh several years ago you know this that was is- uh uh post 9-11 which uh if you look at 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 inflation uh right. you know uh that was one eighty millions would probably be uh, one hundred and fifty million dollars of today. Uh, wow. So we uh, we 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 built that company and we exited the company in nineteen ninety nine. Since then, I did a couple of startups and then back in two thousand eleven, uh, when the oil and gas industry opened up in Mexico, uh, I was one of the first uh, Americans. Uh, Uh, that went up there, set up a business, set up a shop. And today we are the only privately owned refinery in the country of Mexico. So that's
0: that's
1: my career in a nutshell with a big overview.
0: What would you like to speak about? Like having a great mindset, you know, and being as an entrepreneur, having a positive way to impact others and having the healthy mindset to grow and to, into economy, to, impact and so on so what would you like to speak about that
1: it, it, you, you know I uh very early on you know I'm one of 13 children okay uh I am one of 13 children plus my mom my mom and dad uh, so there was 15 of us we we migrated to the United States when I was 10 years old uh, we lived in a two-bedroom one bathroom home
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: my parents my mother had a sixth- grade education my dad had a third grade education mother was 15, dad was 18 when they got married. There were literally children raising children. And what I learned very early on was that uh, they were very poor. I often say we were so poor I could not afford yeah. a dream. Yeah. So my first inclination was to figure out a way or find a way to exit poverty, to get out of poverty, yeah. to get out of that despair that I felt as a young boy. And so what I did, I was pursued the material possessions. I, I mm-hmm. went after making a lot of money because I thought if I had a lot of money, the right car, the right girl, the right home, everything was going to be okay. Awesome. So I achieved financial success at a very young age. By the age of 24, I was already running this enterprise that was between 50 to $80 million a year in sales. Uh-huh. But I knew very little about business and I knew very little about life. You know, oh. I was just a poor hungry kid that wanted to get out of poverty and was able to in his uh, in his hunger, uh, in his ignorance, was able to accomplish uh, accomplish great things based on his drive and motivation. Uh, so I achieved a certain level of success, but when I arrived at that level of success, I felt fear, I felt insecurity, I felt like I didn't belong there, and I felt I was not enough, and I felt like an imposter. I felt what is commonly known as the imposter syndrome. I felt at any given moment somebody was going to figure out that I was not as smart as they thought I was, that I, you know, that this was going to collapse. So I lived in a consistent uh place of fear and insecurity because I did not have the tools, the resources, the knowledge, the not-how, the know-how to be able to understand what was I experiencing. So how do you, I? The, the the way that I that, that 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 I was able to calm the nerves, to calm the fear, to calm the insecurity, to calm the, sposter, the imposter syndrome, I would either buy a new car, I mm-hmm. would find a different girlfriend, or I would drink a lot of alcohol. Yeah. okay? So I found myself uh, numbing my feelings, numbing the way I felt about myself and about what was going into my life, and it got to a point. That that is not sustainable. You can't live like that. It doesn't matter how much money you have. If yeah. you notice, you see a lot of celebrities that they have reached a pinnacle of success, yet they commit suicide, or they have a drug addiction, or they have alcohol problems. Or they uh-huh. have all kinds of issues, okay? Because they're not tending to their well-being. They're numbing their feelings. They're numbing their emotions. Well, at a different scale, I was experiencing the same thing. It, there there was a point in my life where everything came crushing down. Yeah, I lost my businesses. I lost my father. My wife asked me for a divorce. Uh, my mother passed away. In a matter of about 18 months, all of this happened. So I found myself for the very, very first time broken, broken. Okay. okay. But I had already achieved a certain level of success and it was a very rude awakening that my whole adent- identity had been defined by the material possessions that I had accumulated. Mm Now they were gone too, okay? It was the first time that I recognized that what I was experiencing with alcohol, with women, excess buying of clothes and suits and cars and toys was the fact that I was trying to numb myself. And I realized that no one had ever talked to me about men- mental health. No one had ever talked to me about addiction. No one had ever talked to me about any of those issues that I was experiencing. And I didn't know what there were. I was I, I was just going through them. So I entered recovery. I've been sober from alcohol for 23 years. Mm-hmm. And when I entered recovery and I entered therapy and I enter a journey of self-discovery, I realized that there was a lot of demons that I was running away from. Okay, uh-huh. today, I truly believe that as human beings, we operate from five pillars, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, and the financial. Uh-huh. We're not tending to those pillars on a daily basis, which many uh, black and brown communities live under this state, you live in a state of survival. You just basically parents work hard, they're just trying to make their bills, they just try to make ends meet, pay the rent, pay the mortgage, keep food in the refrigerator, that's a state of survival, okay? You can have all the material possessions in the world and you can still be in a state of survival. If you feel in fear, if you feel insecurity, if you feel I'm not enough, if you feel imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. you are still in a state of survival. So what I realized was that I had only tended to one pillar, which was the financial. Mm -hmm. I went out and I thought that if I accumulated great wealth, all of Mm -hmm. my problems were going to go away. Well, I did that, but my problems were still there. Got it. Although I was no longer broke, I was still broken. I was still living in a state of survival. I was still living the way my parents and society had conditioned me, which was to survive but not to thrive. Okay. Mm -hmm. And although my surroundings had changed, I had not. My thinking was still the same, and I still kept thinking like that ten-year-old broken little boy that had migrated to the United States and was abused, living in poverty. And no matter what he accomplished, he was not good enough. So in order for me to be able to change that. Mindset, reframe my story. I had to change my story. I had to tell myself another story. But yeah. I can only do that by taking care of myself, taking care of the physical, the mental, emotional, spiritual, the financial. When I was able to do that wholeheartedly, I was able to exit that state of surrender. I was able to become present and available here and now. And I began to see my life with clarity and possibilities. And now, instead of me running away from my problems, from my feelings, from my emotions, I was able to tend them. I was able to take care of them. I was yeah. able to see a psychologist or a psychologist. I was able to go to therapy. I was able to exercise. I was I able that. to uh, have rituals. I was able to create habits uh, to take action, create habits, habits that became rituals, and rituals that became a lifestyle. Yeah. The only way that you can take to your you, you can tend to your mental health or to the issues that permeate every single one of us on a daily basis is by taking care of yourself, but not just one part of yourself, all of yourself and all of yourself consists of those five pillars, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the
0: spiritual, the financial. Does that make sense to you? It is making a sense to me and to everyone, I guess, who will be going to listen to the show. I think these are the process for the self-love like, Five core pillars of the abundant life, you know what I mean? Because loving them, themselves, and loving yourself is something which is much more like it's real.
1: Oh, oh, absolutely. You don't have the capacity to love anybody else if you don't love yourself. It's real. You don't have the capacity to take care of anyone if you don't take care of yourself. You don't have a capacity to be able to raise children or be in healthy relationships with anybody in the world if you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself. yourself. Everything starts with I am. I am, I am, I am. And when you are, you are able to be able to create better relationships, healthier relationships. You are able to filter a lot of the noise that is out there in the world. You are able to escape from it because now you have clarity. Now you have possibilities. Now you are present and available. Now you're here in the now. You know, a lot of times we don't see what's going on around us because we are distracted by our problems. We are distracted by our pain. So we want to numb ourselves. We'd rather hear all that noise and all that chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There's a lot. There's a lot of chaos and noise out there. And there's a big negative society out there and to be stay away from that to listen to themselves and to give time to themselves not listen to somebody else you know that that matters a lot
1: absolutely and and i grew up in a generation unlike you because you're much 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 younger than i am but Uh i grew up in a generation where there was not a plethora of information there was no youtube channels there was no podcast there was no google there was no social media there was no YouTube, there was none of that information. So the world really kind of lived in their own little world. Every community, every country, every neighborhood was its own little independent world. And the poorer or the more impoverished a community was, okay, the less access of information that you would have. So issues like mental health and addiction and alcoholism and sexual abuse and illiteracy and poverty they permeated in those communities because everybody looked the same. Everybody looked alike. No one knew there was other options available in the world. Yeah. Okay. Now we can get on our phone and we can see what's going on in China or in Japan or in Mexico and Hawaii mm. or across the street from us. We can see everything. We have a tour of information available to us, yeah. which is great. Unless you abuse it or you don't know how to use it. Yeah. Reality. Okay tools, with technology, with information, with social media, okay, is that it can be incredible for you if you know what to do with it, okay, but if not, it becomes another addiction, it becomes another distraction, it becomes mm. another system, okay, so you have to realize that those, that, that, that the plethora of information that we have available to us today is a means to us being able to achieve greater accomplishments uh, for ourselves, not to get distracted by them
0: that's real you know like and you said like you you and you have gone through a lot experienced life obviously and saw a bunch you have saw a bunch of things so what tips or what advice do you have for young guys or who is getting through the same even though having roller coaster life you know or just like so so like how should they be like getting out of addiction like if they have any like drug or any kind of addiction you know and what positive things they should be taking care of and how should they take care of themselves? You know, uh, there's something
1: very, very simple that we all can do. Uh-huh. Very, very simple. And, it's on, and, it, and it will change your life dramatically. The moment that you begin to take care of those five pillars, the moment that you realize what the five pillar is, let's talk about each one of the pillars very quickly. Yeah. What is your mental? It's the five pillars are mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk with the first one. Let's talk about mental. What is mental? Mental is your mental health. Yeah. What impacts your mental health? Your mental health is impacted by the information you take in, yeah. by the people around you. Okay. And uh, by, by, by how you spend your time. Obviously, there's some people that may have mental health issues that can only be addressed through medical attention but the reality is that the majority of the of 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 the mental health issues that we that most people experience they're self-imposed and they're self-imposed because of what they're doing or because of what they're not not doing but most people that suffer from mental health or addiction are looking for a way to be able to escape themselves okay they're looking for systems. okay they're looking for something to change the way they feel our bodies generate hormones that make us feel good automatically that's right serotonin endorphins okay uh and 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 a plethora of other of of other of of other uh hormones that generate it okay that that are generated through our body if you if you if you cut out the negative people in your life you begin to address you begin to address your mental health issues. Okay, that's real. And sometimes even our parents, it it, it impoverished communities. Even our parents, our brothers, our sisters, our neighbors, our aunts, our uncles. If yeah. it's somebody that's bringing negative energy to you, get rid of them. You don't that's have to real. honor your life. You just minimize the contact that you have with them. Mm. Also through social media, if all you're doing is scrolling through social media and watching how everybody else is doing uh you know better than you in social media if that depresses you will get off of social media social media is not intended for you to be comparing yourself to someone else or competing with the world social media is an extension of who we are it's not who we are it's a tool that can help you create a brand advance uh have social identity okay be edified but not for you to be entertained okay so that's one issue There's very simple uh, activities that you can do on a daily basis that would change your mind dramatically. It's number one, get up in the morning, do exercise, go for a walk, go for a run, 15, 20 minutes, get active. Secondly, lift some weights, get into the gym, pump some arm. Got it. You don't have to hear you if you can't afford a gym membership, pick up some rocks or pick up something heavy. Thirdly, Write a gratitude list every single morning. I am grateful for this. I am grateful for that. I am grateful for the other. I'm grateful yeah. for my mom, for my dad, for my mm-hmm. life, for the business deal that I did. I'm grateful for having Peter estavus on the show. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and third, you journal. Journal is one of the greatest therapies in the world. People say, "Well, I can't go afford a doctor. I can't afford therapy." Get a journal. Write two to three pages every day. Don't worry about your grammar. Don't worry about punctuation. Just write, 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 write. And what you're doing, you're dumping. You're getting the thoughts out of your mind. You put them into paper and they're uh, exiting your mind. They're exiting your body, okay? Thirdly, uh, do some meditation. You know, a lot of people think that you need to be a guru to meditate. No, meditation is just quiet time. So those are just some basic things that you can do on a daily basis that will dramatically change your
0: life. Well, it was great to have you into the show. And it was lovely to have you into the show and talking about the abundant life, how to getting out of addiction and talking about your entrepreneurship journey as well. So thank you so much for getting into the show and sharing these insights with our audience. And we would love to have you in, have you in, into the next season or so. Perfect. Keep me posted. Thank you for the opportunity.